Well, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to a familiar scripture that we usually do at the end of the year, every year. We've been doing it for a long time, but I'm going to do it with a little new twist today, because instead of saying write the vision, we're going to talk about how about we're going to change on purpose. That's the title. The title of this is we're going to change on purpose. And it doesn't matter if you think you're perfect, you still need to change for better. Hallelujah. Because God has better things for you and he has more good things in store. So go to Habakkuk chapter 2 and we're going to begin reading at verse 1 there. So go to Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 and we're going to talk about how to change on purpose. And I like New Year's. I like to change. I know that, hey, God never changes. So you know, go through. And I know that there's a lot of things that are going on. What are people speaking about? 24. Everybody has a new slogan or a new uh, ad- adventure of what's going to go on, what's going to happen. I, you know, and I pray about 24. I pray about all these things. Uh, I just know that if we believe the word of God, the word of God's going to get stronger and stronger. It's going to get better and better. And we're going to continually allow God to be God. No matter what goes on, no matter what happens in the world, because we know the world's going to get darker. We know they're going to get more crazier. Sorry about that. That's not. But the church is going to get brighter and brighter. The line's going to get thicker and thicker between the world and us. And people are going to know the difference. Amen. And uh, because God said the church is going to get brighter and brighter, the world's going to get darker and darker. And we as the church need to understand that. That's why we have to be the light. We are the light of the world. You are the light. You are the answer. You have the answer, amen? And we need, to, we need to change on purpose. And we need to be growing closer and closer. We want to know God more and more and more. So we need to get closer closer. And uh, one thing I've found out, that if we write things down, if we purpose to do, if we do things on purpose, usually we fulfill them. You know, they've done, sur- they've done surveys, they do all kinds of uh, different surveys, different things they do and tests to see. But they found out that if you write things down, if you actually have a list, you actually have things that you're looking at and doing, you're actually 50% more uh, uh, to be able to actually accomplish those goals. Amen? And so that just gives you a little head start. But I've just found out it's so good to write specifically so that you can see God in your life. How many of you know it's so good to see that God is doing great things? Amen? You know, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit to show us things to come. You know, John chapter 16, you know, verse, verse 13 there talks about, uh, it says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come. Aren't you glad that the Spirit of truth has come and you know the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit? How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. But not only will he guide you into all truth, but he'll actually show you things to come, the Bible says. But you have that spirit of truth on the inside. And he knows all things. He knows where everything's at. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that he can show us things. And open our eyes to see things. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, and if you'll trust him in that, he'll show you things. That, and your next year will be supernatural. It'll be a tremendous blessing. God will lead you step by step. And each step will be a miracle. Amen. So we're just going to share with you. We're going to stir your hearts up. You know, funny thing about this, if you don't take the word of God serious, it doesn't really work for you. Nothing ever works unless you do it. It's kind of like if you go to the doctor and he gives you medicine to take, but you just set it there on your bathroom counter and you look at it and say, look, at that's really cool. I got it. I did everything in this really great. But if you never take it, it's not going to do anything for you. Amen. And you could say, I don't understand why I'm not getting any better. Well, I can tell you why you're not getting any better. It's because you're not applying what you know. 
You know, God's greatest thing for you for 2024 is for you to be closer to him than you are today. And for you to know more about him than you do know today. Amen? To grow and and, and to mature and to be the body of Christ that we're supposed to be. Amen? So here, let's begin reading here. Uh, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to read it out of the the New King James and then I may read it out. I'm going to read it out of the New Living. It says... I will stand upon my watch and I will set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered to me and he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Amen. The New Living Translation says this, I will climb up upon my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write an answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. You know, we talk about writing the vision down, but this particular passage is also talking about that the just shall live by faith, or we're going to live by our faithfulness to God. And if you'll understand, this is the second reply to Habakkuk's question. He had the word of the Lord came to him, and he was complaining about everything that was going on. He said, all we do is we have a whole bunch of people who love to argue and fight. Sounds like he was writing it for today. You know, all we have is this, you know, what's going on? Everybody this. He said, our, our, our law has been paralyzed. He says, there's no justice in our courts. Nothing is, is going right. He says, so God, how long are you going to put up with this? How long have we heard people saying that about how long is God going to put up with all the craziness that's going on in our world right now? Because we've got a world gone crazy, and we do. We have all kinds of things happening. But here's what he said about us, is that we, hallelujah, are, are going to live our lives by our faithfulness to God, and we're going to walk by faith. Amen? Amen? So we're going to change on purpose. We're going to go from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. So we're going to continue to have a voice and tend to speak words of life. Amen? Because you remember in, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says that cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Amen? He said, you know, when he told us, no, don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense. Because he said, hey, you have need of patience after that you've done the will of God. How many of you know we've got to do the will of God? And the will of God is to draw close to him. The will of God is to learn more about him. The will of God is to do what he's asked us to do. Amen? It's the great commission. So it's doing that. So, you know, writing things down, we don't get selfishly, even though we talk about natural things, which is what we're going to talk about, because I think you need to do that, because you need to see God moving in the, in the natural realm, but also you need to write down spiritually some things of what you want to do and see God moving in your life, that you're closer to him than you've ever been for, before in your life. But he told us, he said, listen, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Amen. But he also said in that particular passage of scriptures that the just shall live or shall walk by faith. 
And so, you know, what does the future hold? What does it do? What is it going to be? What's going to happen? All we know is the future holds the mercy of God, the Bible says. And we know that faith pleases God. So we know we're going to walk by faith. We are going to live by our faithfulness to God. We're going to live and we're going to walk by faith to receive the things that God has. You know, Habakkuk said, God told him, write the vision and make it plain so whoever reads it can, can, can run with it and read it plainly. And you know what? We write our own vision. When we talk about vision, vision, that word's a, a unique word because it actually can mean a lot of things. You can have a vision. You can see things into the realm of the spirit. Amen. You can have an angel come talk to you. You can have all kinds. You can have a spiritual vision where you just see things on the inside of you. Amen. But there's a natural vision and there's a spiritual vision. And they coincide together. And if you don't have a purpose, if you're not looking and doing it, if you're just existing, trying just to get by and make it until the end, you know, then, then all you're, you're going to be very discouraged. Amen? See, that's why people, when they retire and they're, they don't have a purpose and a function, they don't live very long. Don't, don't get nervous, you know, all that kind of stuff. Hey. You got to have a purpose. You need to have some kind of a routine or some kind of things. You have a purpose. And listen, as long as you have a voice, you have a great purpose. Now you got to use that voice positively, not negatively. You got to use that voice, hallelujah, to touch lives. Amen. You use that voice, hallelujah, to reach out and to speak words of life. And if you're, if you're doing good, well, great. Then use your voice to help others. I mean, if you're doing great, everything's perfect in your life, well, then use your voice to cause revival. Use your voice to touch lives. Amen? Get up and go out and do the things that God's called you to do. Amen? So if our vision is our future, because what does Proverbs say? Without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, people perish without something to look forward to. Amen? You know, we're just not trying to hold out till the end. Did you know that? We're not. We're advancing. Amen. We are going forward. We're going to occupy till Jesus comes. He told us to occupy. He told us to keep doing things. And you have to have hope. Amen. But hey, how many of you know that God still wants us to dream? Have a vision. Dream. What does God want? What do I even dream? And I like to dream big. I like to think bit. If God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think, I'm going to ask big and I'm going to think big and I'm going to keep asking. See, if you can do even bigger than that, Lord, if you could just do what I think and I believe, hallelujah, you'd be doing good. Amen. Some says, yeah, well, I tried that. I wrote down and, and I only got like one thing that happened. Well, thank God you got one thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I always write down, I have never got 100% on my list in, in the 24 years I've been doing this. Since 1999, I started. And so since the 24 years I've written this down, I've, only, I've never gotten 100%. I mean, if God did 100%, woohoo, you know, he would be doing really, really good. Hallelujah, in that sense. But you know what? I'm so glad that I've gotten a bunch. I'm so glad that I've gotten things things that I never thought I would get, things that I never thought that would take place, both spiritually and naturally, and I just thank God for it, and I can praise him and thank him. Oh, just so awesome. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I realize that. I just trust God in every area, and then you see God move. When you see God moving in your life, it changes you, because you know God's for you. Amen? How many of you ever had God just do something, and, and, and and you just knew it was God, and it's like, God, you really do love me. Amen. 
You just, I mean, it can be a simple little thing. It can be simple things. That you actually, how many of you know you actually listened to the Holy Spirit and it was right? And you went, oh, God, got that one right, man. Hallelujah. You know, I remember talking to an old Pentecostal preacher one time. I said, you know, because something took place, we were rejoicing. I said, man, he goes, you know, it always works when I do it right. He goes, it always works when I actually do the word right. He said, I don't always do it right. He said, because, you know, we think we don't have to do what the word says. We think because we know what the word says, he'll just do it. Did you get that? See, just because you know what it says, but if you don't do it, then it doesn't come to pass. Amen? You may, you may know it. You may know how it operates. You may know everything about it. But if you actually don't do it, you're not going to receive the benefit of it. Amen? We, we see that all the time. So, you know, it's funny. You know, that, in Proverbs chapter 29, 18, when it says, where there is no vision, people perish. He said, but he who keeps the law happy is he. In the New Living Translation, it says this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. And whosoever obeys the law is joyful, has, is happy. Amen? So I want to talk to you about doing some things and grabbing a hold and, and changing the course and changing on purpose this morning. And if you don't think you need to change, that's great. Then just help somebody else. But get things of writing things down. Write what you desire, what you believe spiritually and naturally because you need to have a goal. You need to have somewhere where you're headed, where you're, what you want to see God accomplish in your life. And I think, you know, one word from God can change your life forever. You know, we're going to do something different this year as, as a couple of things. We are asking God for just one word, and we're going to take that word. And, uh, and God always gives me at least just one word that I do things with, but, uh, and always has, you know, when I write down, but, I, but just one kind of a specific word that just is something I'm supposed to take hold of. But we're going to actually look at this thing. We're going through a whole program that, you know, just something different. How many know that uh, insanity is this? It's doing the same thing and expecting you to get different. Okay, that's the, true de- that's the true definition of insanity, which simply means, you, you know, you're gonna, everything's going to change if I just keep doing the same thing. No, it doesn't work that way. You've got to change. And so we're going to get one word and get that word. You know, we were praying about the I already have my word. I know exactly what word that my word is for 2024, and it's the word engage. And it's the word when I get in it, which means I'm going to be engaging in everything I need to do. It means I'm going to be present in the moment. Because God canceled everything in the future for me for 2024 and said, listen, you're, you're to pay attention now. And he told me to cancel everything, so I have no idea what 2024. So I'm going to be engaged in the moment. He said, I want you to engage in what I tell you to do right now. Amen? Hallelujah. And so I said, well, Lord, if I'm going to be engaged in the moment, then I'm going to hear from you. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we had a situation happen yesterday. My wife, we took down all of the Christmas stuff. It's all done. Sorry, we got Christmas done. And uh, she's on to Valentine's. So, uh, hallelujah, we're ready to go here. That's the next big holiday, so it's all good. So she has a Valentine's tree that she puts up. Anyways, it's a Christmas tree that has a little Christmas tree, but she makes it a Valentine's tree. Anyways, I found the tree because I knew exactly where the tree was, but there was no feet for the tree. I said, what the heck, where's the, I know, I, I, if I pack this, I know I pack it with, I mean, I do everything, make sure everything's there. And she said, oh, we, I, that wasn't there last year, I had to put it in a pot. It wasn't, I said, well, you mean we haven't had the feet for the sink for two years? Well, where's the feet? She goes, well, I don't know, they're lost. I said, oh, glory be, this, this ain't going to work. 
I said, all right, Holy Spirit, you know where those feet are. You know where either she put them or I put them, you know, which we don't know where they're at. And you need to tell me where they're at because you told me I need to be engaged. So I'm in the moment right here. And I don't want to go up through every Christmas. Do you know how many Christmas bins we have? We have about 15 Christmas bins, you know, the Costco size. Okay, 15. No, that's not the church. I'm talking about personal. So, and I go up and down the attic and I go up and down the ladder with those bins all the time. So I said, Lord, I can't do that. I said, where are they? He said, they're right down here. The tree's on top of, of, of this, this hutch right there. He said, they're in the second drawer right here. He said, open them up. And there they were. Been sitting there for two years. You say, he was that specific? He was. I said, Lord, why can't you tell me the lottery numbers like that? What are the numbers? What is this? You know, you, he said, you don't have need of that. You have need of this. You stay engaged in the moment. So something that was lost for two years, I found in 15 seconds. And she was sitting on the couch. She said, you're kidding. I said, no, here they are. She goes, that, that's, I said, that's amazing. God knew I didn't have the time today to do this. He had mercy. He made me eyes like, oh, Lord, you're so good. You're so awesome. You saved me 15 bins of up and down the ladder. Lord, that was so, it was, I mean, I may not have blessed you, but that why I was like, yes. Hallelujah. Why is that so important? Because I believe that we have to be listening to the Spirit of God in 2024 more than ever. And I believe we're going to have to walk by faith in 2024 more than ever. Amen. Amen. And I believe we're going to receive more of our faith and more the, we're going to receive the end of our faith more in 2024. I believe there's going to be a supernatural things that take place. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a prophet. I'm not trying to do all that stuff. But I know in my heart that if we will take hold uh, of, of what the truths of the Word of God and we'll begin to just acknowledge God and say, God, what are your desires? And what are my desires? What is it that I desire to do this? You know, you got to get real with God and you got to get serious with God so that He can work with you on those. Someone says, well, that was just a coincidence. I love coincidences like that. I, I tell you what, it made my day to realize I didn't have to, you know, struggle for the next two, three to four hours, which I've done before, you know. So this was a tremendous blessing. But I'm, you know, in James, the Bible says that James says that we steer our life by what we say. It's our tongue. Remember in James chapter 3, it says, we, you know, we put bits in the horse's mouth. We steer it around. We put rudders on the ship. He says, just like your tongue is the rudder to the ship, or just like your tongue is the bit that's in the horse, that's how you steer your life. So if you don't like the way your life went in 2023, we got to change the way you've been talking. We got to change what you've been saying. We got to begin to have a, have, a, have a desire of where we're going. Thank God for faith. But if you don't have anything to set your faith on, if you don't know where you're going, then any old road will take you and it'll mess you all up. But how many know you want to live on purpose? So you want to change on purpose, but we want to live on purpose. How many know there's a harvest field out there? I believe more people are going to get born again in 2024 than ever before. I believe it's going to be a harvest. Because people are looking, they're crying out, is this real? Is Jesus real? Is this Christianity real? What is real? What's, what's truth? Thank God we've got the spirit of truth. Amen. See, when you know the truth, you don't care what anybody else says or thinks about you. You know what God's word says about you. 
And see, many times we think when we're talking to God, like, okay, God, do you want me to go here? Do you want me to do this? What do you want to do? God wants a relationship with you personally. He wants the greatest thing that God wanted. The reason God made you, he made me, is so we could have fellowship with him. Number one. Number one, you, God called you. He ran after you. He made you. You accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You became a Christian. That's the highest thing you could ever. You're a child of God. Amen. He wants to fellow. He wants you to grow up. He wants you to mature. He wants you to become like him. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be a, be a blessing. He wants you to be faithful. He wants you to do things. He wants you to touch lives. That's the number one thing. We think, well, I'm doing all this. We built this or we did this. You know, I'm a builder. I'm a doer. I like to do things. But, you know, none of that compares to just fellowshipping with God. That's what he wants. Amen? He wants your heart. He wants you. Hallelujah. He wants, uh, you know, you to be blessed. And he wants to show you things to come. And he wants to direct your steps. So you need to have desires and goals. And don't think small. Amen. Don't think small. Praise God. Amen. You need to go and declare God's doing great things. He's going to continue to do great things. We have such a small mentality. We have such a, we, we limit God. How many of you know there's no limits on God? And then we get all nervous when God tries to do something because we think it's extravagant and it messes us all up. It's only extravagant if you think it's extravagant and you think it's bigger than your God. If it's not bigger than God, it's not extravagant. Amen. Y'all get nervous about it. Listen, God's going to do some supernatural things in 2024 for the body of Christ. And I just said, Lord, I want to be a part of that body. And I'm a part of that body. So I want to see the increase. I want to see you do something. I want to see God's hand upon it. I just want to see him touching life. So, man, I've sat down and I've started to write out some things. Amen. And write out specific things for the goals and the visions that I have. Amen. Of course, number one goal is always I want to draw closer to God. I want to know him better and better than I did yesterday. I want to know him more and more. I want to be able to hear more and more. I want to be able to do more and more for him. That's my heart. I just have this great desire. I want to do this. I want to be free from every bondage of the enemy. I want to walk in the liberty that God has. And not be afraid of anything. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we see the hand of God upon our life, and I want to see the harvest. Amen? But how many of you know that if, if, and the reason I share about writing things down and about doing journals, like I said, we're going to go through the, and we're going to write things down. We're just going to write it down. We're going to see what God's doing. I've always written things down, but we're going to do this as a couple and just watch God bless both of us in, the, in that area there and get revelation upon some things. Just because it's something new, it's something fun. You know, and we'll see if we can do this without getting mad at each other. <sighs> you, know, you know, she has her prayer time. I have my prayer time. We can't, we pray together about other things. But, we, but when it comes to praying to God and having fellowship with him, she might want to talk to God about how I'm not doing something right. I might want to talk to God about how she needs to line up. Things like this, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, and she might be listening and get all upset because of what I'm saying. And I might be listening and get all upset at what she's saying. So it just works better that way. If we come together, have a specific thing to pray about, works good. Amen. Hallelujah. See, some of you, you've been trying that all the wrong way. You're trying to make everything together. That's not going to work. I mean, you've got to have somebody to talk about, talk to, and talk about things. Say, hey, you know. 
She's being a little stubborn, a little rebellious. We got to pray for her. <laughs> but she's never that way. Praise God. She's always perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but how many of you know right now we need to see the harvest too? And we need to know that God wants us to see what God wants to meet and supply our needs, but He also wants us to reach out and touch the lives of others and see the harvest. And there's a harvest field out there. There are so many folks that need the life of God on the inside of them. God's revealing. He's showing us. Praise God. And he wants to show us. I think that's the one thing that we're not in the dark about what's going to happen. Because the word of God tells us that he's revealed truth to us. He tells us he gave us the spirit of truth. And also Paul wrote to the Corinthians church in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 there. He said, listen, we know what the scripture says. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. But the 10th verse, that's the ninth verse, but the 10th verse says, but God, but God hath revealed these things that have been hidden from everybody else. He revealed them unto us because we've not received the spirit of the world, but we've received the spirit of our father and he's showing us things. He's going to show us things. Amen. He goes on to say in the 16th verse of that chapter, he said, you have the mind of Christ. So you think and act like he thinks and acts. Amen. We need got to, so you got to take the word of God and you got to say, you know, I'm going to walk by faith this year. I'm going to walk and I'm, I'm going to actually let God think in this head. I'm going to, instead of me making all the decisions and trying to blow it, I'm going to actually ask God. I'm going to ask you to be led by the spirit in some things, but I'm going to have to walk by faith. Go on, because I'm going to change on purpose. I'm going to draw closer to him, closer and closer so I can hear what he's saying and, and watch him do it and be at the right place at the right time. Amen. And don't you think if, it, if God is speaking to you, don't you think it's important enough to write it down? Amen. Put it down. I mean, I think writing it down is our harvesting. It's part of our harvesting because then you can see. And you need to get specific. Why? Because then you know God's hearing and answering your prayers. He's hearing and answering your prayers. And when he's hearing and answering your prayers, he's doing something supernatural for you. How many know it does you a world of good to know that God loves you? Amen. I mean, amen. How many know that you are one of God's favorite? You're a favorite. You know, we got the Amorites, the Hittites, the Moabites, all that. You are a favorite. Okay. You're part of the favorite tribe. Okay. You know, and here's the thing. Not just today, not just you just taking this week or taking this time or this first week and writing things down. Every time God talks to you, you need to add it to your list. You need to look at it. You need to every time, because God's going to speak to you. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to open up some things. See, the Bible says if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. It means he's going to place desires on the inside of you to do the things he wants you to do, but also desires that you want to do, that he's going to do. And God's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings for you. He's going to honor you. Why? And it's for the gospel. Because when you feel good, have money, you'll travel. And you'll talk to people, and you'll share, and you'll not be concerned about, oh, I don't know if I can. No, if God says go, or God says do, or God says give, or God's whatever, you're ready to do that, to touch the lives of the people that are here. Amen? You know, the Bible also says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? And we're going to need to be led by the Spirit of God more so than anything else. Amen? Know which way to go. Know what to do so that they're, you know, 
especially now with everything that's going on and all that, you need to be at the right, you don't want to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. You want to be at the right place at the right time. You want to, Lord says, don't go here, don't do this. Like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do that. I'm so glad I wasn't there. Or the Lord says, slow down, stop, wait. Okay, why? Because God's going to, he's going to protect you. Thank God for God's protection. Amen? So, so here, let's get him back. Let's just wrap this thing. He, he, here's the thing. It, whatever's important to you, write it down. What do you feel like? I just, what do you want to see? How do you want this next year to be the best year ever? Amen? I want to have favor. I want to, I want to have favor with God. I want to have favor with man. I want to have favor in my job. I want to have this. I'm believing for these things here. You, you just begin to say, this is, these are goals. These are things I want to see. I'm believing. How do they, here's my spiritual side. Here's my natural side. And I'm going to see God do it. And God, I'm going to let you lead me in it. And if it sounds so crazy, say, God, this sounds crazy, but I'm going to write this down too. Amen? I mean, I, I get very specific. I've always done that. I get very specific how much money I'm going to give and sow in, into the kingdom of God. Every year I do that. You know? And there's only been a couple years I've ever made my goals you know, and I lay, put them up really high, you know, because I don't just do the 10%. But I'm going way up here because I want to get extra. I'm believing God. And, and the thing about it is, is that why is that? Because I want to sow God. I want God to have opportunities to bless, opportunities to do. God, I want to be a blessing to this. I want to do this. I want to know God more. I want to have more wisdom, more understanding. You know, the scriptures say this. It says that when you ask God for wisdom, you need to ask God for understanding how to use that wisdom. <laughs> okay. You ask God to just do Why? Because the more wisdom and understanding you have, the more you're going to walk in favor with him and the more blessed you'll be. You'll make the right decision. You'll be able to call at the right time. You'll be at the right place. God will do it. Amen? You know, some of you, you probably ought to write down, I don't want to get any tickets in 2024. <laughs> that means you might have to change the way you drive. You might have to start a little earlier instead of always being late. I don't know why that just came up just right then and there. Hallelujah. I saw you did a lot of amens on that one, but that's okay. You know, who needs to be given out? The government doesn't need your $300 every time you go over the speed limit. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, and, and you know, one of the biggest things that we've done as the body of Christ is we think that God doesn't want us to enjoy life or enjoy things. Or we think, well, what if that's just me and not God? Who cares? If it's just you, it won't happen. <laughs> so, but hey, but the key is, is you just write it down anyways. There's things that I was, at the end of the year, I look back at what I wrote down at the beginning of last year, and I go, man, that was dumb. <laughs> that was just me. <laughs> and then I, I, you know, I said, well, if it was just me, I said, do I really want, and you know, I'm really glad that didn't come to pass, because I really wouldn't have wanted that. <laughs> Amen. But at the time, I don't know what I was thinking, you know. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was, you know, was there praying, thinking, hey, that, that, hey. I, mean, I, loved, I just write things, and I let God, you know, uh, bring things to me and stuff, because I feel like, hey, this is, yeah, this should make this be cool. So I, think I, just, I, I like to dream. I like to imagine. I love my imagination. Amen? He said he'd do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. Now, that's an incredible scripture. You say, yeah, that, that gives you way too much ammunition. It does. It really does. And then when, when God does something super, supernatural for you or does something really wonderful, and then everybody goes, well, how did that? You say, I don't know, but I wrote it down. And it came to pass. And God did it. He did it. 
you know, here's the thing about it. You need to take time to cooperate with God, but take time to pray and just say, Lord, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this with you, and I'm going to get serious with you. Praise God. Some of you, you know, one of the biggest things, you probably ought to pray and say, Lord, I need to get more organized this year. <laughs> say, that's too practical. Oh, no. When you get organized, you might find out you're, how blessed you have more time to do some things. Amen. Some said, well, we didn't come. To, I know you didn't come to get schooled, but the key is, is, is that, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you begin to get disciplined in what you're doing and you actually do some things on purpose, you'll change. And you'll actually change for the better. And you'll begin to see God doing some things in your life. Amen. I mean, everybody does New Year's resolutions like, okay, I'm going to go on a diet because I gained 10 pounds over Christmas, okay? Everybody, you know, we're always eating, you know, got chocolate, all the kind of stuff that's going on. And you have all this stuff. And so everybody, I'm going to exercise. You know, that's the number one thing. More people join gyms in January than they do any other time of the year. And more people quit in February than they do any other time of the year. So... You know, or more people start doing something, you know. Uh, but if something's important to you, amen, if something's important to you, then you'll actually put effort toward doing it, amen. You'll actually put effort toward seeing it come to pass, amen. And here's the thing about it is, is that we let a little thing with dials on it or a little things with numbers on it wipe us out, and it's called time. Time is usually the, our, our biggest enemy when we're setting goals because it doesn't come fast enough because things don't happen quick enough. But how do you know if, if you just set the goals, you begin to allow God to bring them to pass. You live your life. You listen to him. You let him lead. You let him guide you. And you watch what God does to bring what you've actually written down to pass. And he does it in his timing. Amen. He brings it to pass. And then you're blessed. Because you're not trying to make it happen. Amen? Now, granted, if you've got an exercise program or you're going to change your diet, you've got to make that happen. Amen? I know you didn't want to hear that this morning, but that's okay. And if you don't want to do it, you're just going to be like me. Just enjoy everything and just keep going. It's all good. You know, and you can hate me because I have a big, bad uh, metabolism that just keeps going. So it's all good. I like my metabolism, so I'm not giving it up. Amen? Hallelujah. But... What I say, why am I saying that? Is because I want you to draw closer to God this year than you ever have, and I want you to know that God's moving and that God desires to show you things to come. He loves you to give you natural things and spiritual things. That's His desire. And here's the thing about if when you desire to change on purpose, how many of everybody's going to say you can't change? You're always that way. And see, time tries to rob you, but then you know, friends and family, you know, they try to give you their advice. You know, they just always try to, you know, let you know, hey, you know, here's what it is. This is who you are. This is what's going to happen. No, no, no. You've said that before. Say, yeah, but this time I've written it down. These are things I'm going to take place. And you watch what God does. Hallelujah. And how many of you know that when you actually do change and when you actually do receive the things, they look at you and go, well, how did you get that? How could you do that? I mean, I, I know how ugly and how terrible you are. I know that you can do that. How come God would do that for you and not for me? It's because, well, I changed on purpose. I got a goal. I got a plan. Amen? And see, that's the thing that God wants us to do. And the importance of it is, is that when you want to change and you want to do things more for God, then God will meet you. He'll honor. He'll honor your faith. He'll honor what you're doing. Amen? 
So let's walk by faith even more this year than we ever have. Let's walk in line with the faithfulness of God. Let's not let time or our friends or our family, and let's not let the devil defeat us and stop us. Amen? And even though you're going to hear what's going on in the world, you're going to hear what's going on that looks like the devil's winning, let me just share with you this. He lost. He already lost. He's already done. You guys do realize that, right? Jesus already defeated him. Jesus took the keys of death. So listen, the devil is defeated. doesn't matter what the world... We know that narrow is the way to heaven and broad is the way to hell. So we know there's going to be more people going to hell than those that are going to heaven. So don't, don't let that beat you up. You just say, well, that doesn't matter. I'm going to try to reach one more. I'm going to try to reach one more. I'm going to try to reach one more. See, if each one of us reached one more, we'd double in a week. If each one of us invited somebody, we'd double in a week. We wouldn't have any place to put them, but we'd double in a week. We wouldn't, you know. It's like people say, well, how come we're not advertised? How come we're not doing that? We got no room. We got, you know, we, you know, I mean, what happens if we have, instead of 25 kids over there, we have 50? means we got to double and everybody helping. Well, I want to grow, but I don't want to do nothing. So that don't work. God never gives you babies if you don't take care of them. Now I'm just being a pastor. But you see, and here's the thing about it. When you ask of God and you're believing for things, when God does, it's because he's causing an increase in your life so that you can be a blessing to others, so that you can reach the lost, so you can reach life. We can touch life so we can say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Praise God. And I always want to reach for the dream in my heart. I do. I'm not looking to be this old pastor of this multi-mega big giant thing. No, I'm looking to touch lives and as many lives as I can touch and have the church that's going to be a blessing for kids, for youth, for every area, hallelujah, that we are a family church, but we are touching the lives and we are affecting our city and our state and our nation around the world. That's my goal. Always has been. That's my desire. You know, if people need to be saved, then I still got a vision. Amen. Hallelujah. And here's the other thing, too, is that I don't want to go through the motions. I mean, how many of you like just to maintain? I hate maintenance. I do. That's why we have a hired guy that does all that. Praise the Lord for him. He's awesome. I don't know if he likes it or not, but I love him being here. He's awesome. You know, I don't like maintenance. I like creating things. I like building. I like going. I like creating more messes. I don't like maintaining. I don't. I'm not a maintenance guy. Amen? I like to make messes. I don't like to clean them up. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, you know, I, I found out you have to, if you make the mess, you got to clean it up. But the key, what do I say? Is I'm reaching for the dream. I'm just, the dream in my heart, I want it to come to pass. And I want my life to be adventured. And the only way I know it can be adventure is it's faith-filled. It's spirit-filled. Amen? It's exciting. And so the future doesn't bother. The future is so bright. I just go, man, this is awesome. But you know, as the body of Christ, we need to begin to tell ourselves, okay, I'm the, I am the light of the world. We are the light. And we know that Jesus is the light of the world, but that light's in us. And there are so many people out there that need that light that we have. Amen? Yeah, we're going to get persecuted. Yeah, we're going to get talked about. Isn't that a blast? I love it. I love that we're being more persecuted now than ever before. It's awesome. You know, that it's not, it's, not, it's not the end thing to be a Christian. It's not the end thing to do the right thing. It's not the end thing to do what is, what is, what is truth and these things here. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad there's a separation? Aren't you glad there's a difference? 
We're not becoming like the world to win the world. Glory to God, we're the light so that the world can find out how dark they are and they need to run to the light. They need to see how power. We need to change the things that are going on and take hold of the word of God. Amen? And aren't you glad that you can have a testimony? That means you're going through a test. <laughs> means you're being persecuted. Means things are coming against you. You're like, woohoo, good. Because I'm doing what God, hallelujah, you know, wants me to do. And here's, here's the thing. We're closing on it. You need to understand your worth in this world as a Christian. That you were worth it for Christ to come and to die. But your worth is that God wants to use you. Amen? That you and you recognize that you are the light of the world in your area of who you're going to touch, who you're going to, lives are going to be there. And you need to be that. Why? Because the world's looking for truth. They're looking for somebody to stand up and say, guess what? I know where I'm going. I know what I have. Hallelujah. I know what I'm doing. And say, well, where are you going? Follow me, and I'm going to lead you to Jesus. Follow me, and I'm going to lead you in the right path. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, most of us now, we don't want anybody following us because we don't want to do the things. We don't want to, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to say, well, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want to be, look, I know all. Yeah, we know all of our faults and our failures. But we also know who Jesus is. We also know the love of God. We also know the word of God. And see, now's the time. Now's not a time to just say, oh, I'm going to just, now's the time to get serious and say, God, I want to get serious because I want to see you working in my life. Amen. If you want a new job, let's write it down. You want a new house? Praise God. We're looking to move back down here closer. That's what we want to do. So we're looking for that. We're believing God. God's going to do a God did. He's going to do something supernatural. We don't know what's, but we're going to get closer. Because that's what we want to do. Just because there's, I think we're going to be here so much that I'm going to have to add on. But, you know, put the apartment along this new building or something to be here. But I'm just teasing that. We're going to get a house. We're going to come down here. But I mean, God's face, God's thing. And the, and the reason for that is, is because there's so much going to be going on of what God's doing and what he wants to do in our lives. Amen. Bow your heads. Hallelujah. Delight yourself. Delight yourself. Yes, delight yourself in the Lord. And I will give you the desires of your heart and show you things to come. Because see, my delight as a father is to delight in you. My delight is to know you more and to see your face and to touch you and to be the father that you need me to be. And for you to understand and to receive all that I have. Yes, 
Yes, you have to walk by faith. Yes, yes, you receive by faith. Yes, yes, it's through obedience. Obedience by the Spirit and obedience in my word. But as you walk in that, I'm not a taskmaster. I'm not looking and seeing for you to be in this perfect place or this perfect position or for you to be perfect. I'm just looking for you to be the willingness and the vessel that I can use. It's a vessel that I can use and use as I choose. Because you see and know that there is a harvest. There is. There is those that can come in contact with you. Some that only you are going to come in contact. And because when they see you being delighted in me and see that you know that I am your father and that I am giving you the desires of your heart. And all you think and say, ah, why would he do that for me? And the reason that I would do that for you is because I am your father. You've accepted my son as your Lord and as your savior. And because you're in my family. And who's ever in my family has all the rights and privileges that everybody else has. In fact, you have all the rights and privileges that my son Jesus has. Everything that I gave to him, I've given to you. For you to walk in, for you to be blessed with, and for you to receive. And everything that I've placed in the earth, everything that I've placed in the earth, the earth is mine. It's mine. The cattle are mine. The gold is mine. Everything in the earth is mine. And it's for my children. It's for my kids. So there are things that I want to do. And there are greater things that I want to do. So now stop. Stop. Take the limits off. Stop thinking, I only need, but start thinking, Lord, what is it you desire for me? Ask me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart, and I'll place my desires on the inside of you, and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll have some suddenlies. You'll have some suddenlies. Some of you need a suddenly. A suddenly. What does that mean? Suddenly, hallelujah, the chains broke off. Suddenly, the, 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 the jail began to, to shake. Suddenly, hallelujah, things began to move. Suddenly, there needs to be some supernatural suddenly that's going to happen. And there will be and there shall be as you trust me, as you look to me. Because the future is as bright as the word of God. The future is as bright as the promises of God. The future for you as the church is as bright as I am, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I've got you in my hand. So stop thinking small and let's start believing big. And let's put our faith out there to see what God can do. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you and love you and thank you for this. Lord, you love, you just want to encourage us to be strengthened and to move forward. Yeah, there's obstacles. Yes, there's difficulties. But nothing is difficult compared with you. You make all the difficulties easy because you're there with us. And Father, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, Lord God, I don't know everybody that's here. People have come, different things. But Lord, we want to start this year off right. So if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice or anyone watching 
that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or they need to come back home, or they just really need to make a a rededication to God. They need to have an understanding of how great God is. They just need to say, you know what, I'm I'm turning around. I'm coming. I'm not going to be complacent anymore. I'm not going to just stand by the wayside anymore. I'm not just going to go through the motions anymore. I want to change, and I want to change on purpose. You know, something happens when we actually confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. When we first did that, you know, man, it changed our lives. And even though we took it again and we said, Lord, help us, I rededicate my life. And sometimes we, have to re- we just have to re-stir up the gift of God. Hallelujah. And so if you're here, I want to pray with you. You know, whether you're going to ask Jesus in your heart for the first time or whether you're going to rededicate your life or whether you're just saying, you know what, I'm going to change on purpose. If that's you, I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm just going to ask I'm just going to pray right where you're at. But I want you to make a decision today that you want your design. You know what? I want Jesus Christ how to be the Lord of my life, to lead me, guide me, and direct me, show me things to come. So if that's you, just raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for all those hands, Father. Because I know it's, it's well, that's genetic. No. Father, it's saying right now, we desire. We desire you. You've spoken to our hearts and said you're not withholding anything. You are not withholding anything. You are freely giving us all things. Hallelujah. So you are the one that meets and supplies every need. You're the one that, that causes. You're the one that directs. You're the one that brings things to life. So Lord, thank you for those that have raised your hand. Thank you, Father, for every person here that we desire to change on purpose. Hallelujah. We desire to be more on fire for you. We desire for revival. We desire for the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. For your plan, for your purpose. Father, thank you that you said in your word that if if we would believe in our heart and confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Lord, I think we all need to do that continually at times. Just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came, that you died for me, and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father God, for your amazing grace. And Lord, I thank you that I know tomorrow's just Monday. It's also January 1st. It's also when we start a new calendar year. Father, thank you that it's going to be the best year of our lives because tomorrow's going to be the best day of our lives because it's one day closer for your return. And we thank you that you're returning. You're coming. You're coming. And so we honor you and love you. We've got a great expectation for that. Lord, thank you for your hand upon Harvest Bible Church. Thank you, Father God, that you've got a plan and a purpose, that you've called us and you've equipped us and you're going to make sure that everything that you've given us to do, hallelujah, you're going to take care of. You're going to pay for it. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for it now. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful folks. They are so precious, so wonderful. Lord, I ask you to bless them, that you keep them, that you protect them. Father, thank you. Thank you that you direct them and you lead them and you guide them. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.